This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. We are talking about rest. It's a really good thing to talk about mm-hmm. in our Bible study. Mm-hmm. We don't talk enough about it, I don't think, and it's certainly very relevant to the world in which we live today. Before we get into that, we have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we do. Okay, let's have a look at the quotes that have been shared so far. So as we mentioned, this is a new format for the Clue of the Quiz. We share quotes from a book of the Bible. You try and figure out uh, what that is. And our first quote that was given was, Be glad, barren woman, who... You who never bore a child. Then after that, we had, who cut you in, uh, sorry, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? The next verse was, for before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. Uh, and the n- next clue, uh, our newest one is, if I could rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. All right, if you know what book of the Bible this comes from, there's some pretty good clues in there. So we've, we've had some guesses so far. Um, we've had guesses for the Samuels, Genesis. Uh, some has come through for Luke and Acts. What did you guess, Lyle? Isaiah? Yes. It's none of those. It, now, now, we did find out when I found out the actual answer that my Isaiah guess was not such a bad guess. Mm-hmm. Based on the first clue. Based on the first clue, it's not such a bad guess. Mm. However. It's not Isaiah. It's not Isaiah, and it's not in that part of the Bible. Mm. Lyle, you can't just give away extra clues yeah, like that. Oh, come on. Come on, Lyle. Okay, yes. we've had like a bunch of people for bragging rights, but still the prize is available. So if you want to claim the prize, you can get it. 0491-064-669 is the number to call. And you can win the book Journey Through the Bible uh, 2 from Psalms to Malachi by Ken Way. Just jumping into that section of the Bible and just really pulling it apart and having a look at what's going on there. Okay, so we've had a little bit of uh, trouble, a little bit of strife with our app this morning. Oh, really? Faith FM Australia app. Um, hopefully we'll get that sorted out in the next uh, few minutes. But um, as a result of that, we're probably a little bit short on text messages, but we do have one that's come through here that I'm going to share with you. Uh, this one says, you can abolish sin all you want, but you <laughs> will still be judged by the Ten Commandments, which wow. tells us what sin is. Mm. The devil has taken over their minds and hearts. Truly, we live in the last generations. I've never seen morality go down so quickly as in the last few years. Would you be even discussing this daily, in this news daily some years ago? Mm. There are things here, there are stories that we can discuss on a daily basis here on Faith FM Radio uh, that you would never have dreamt of speaking about on a daily basis just 10 years years ago, Mm. and never throughout my lifetime previous to that. Mm. Religious liberty is one of those things that we got so slack about it, we stopped talking about religious liberty because it was such a non-issue. It was embarrassing almost to talk about it because we would say, yeah, the Bible says there's going to be restrictions on religious liberty in the future, and everybody would say, you're a nut job. Mm. Well, now... Not so much. <laughs> That's all we face at the moment. That's like every news story that comes through. Literally. But even like, it's interesting though, because we make the point like, oh, morality is going down the toilet. But then we see like, because in your news section, and that's what it was a reference to, particularly yes. uh, the Uniting Church, how they were like, oh, look, you know, we're just going to say that the, what the Bible says is true and... We're just going to abolish sin. We're just going to get rid of sin. But at the at the same time, like we read a story before that about how the state in, you know, Iowa. in Iowa, refused to Absolutely. support uh, Planned Parenthood in you know doing sexual education for schools and for teenagers and whatnot. So, I would say at the same time, and this is the same thing that the the Bible points out is that as much as there will be bad morality, like there will be good people who will stand be standing at the end of time for good things. Hundred percent. 
And we need to support that wherever and whenever we can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, you know, to say that, oh, yes, the, the Iowa state government is the bastion of good morality that no, we should stand no, no, aside. No, 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 Probably not. That's not, not what we're saying. <laughs> I'm no, I, I know nothing about the Iowa state government, but I do know a little bit about politics. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm rather cynical. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, they, hey, they did a good thing. They did, hopefully for a good. And reason. we need to we need to uh, highlight whenever the government does a good thing. All right, hundred percent. Okay, so uh, before we get into our Bible study, just need to mention uh, the end up digital. We do have programs on the end up digital Ooh. from time to time, and the next installment is about to start. It starts on the fourteenth of July. Mark it in your calendars. This one is going to be different from anything we have ever done on the end dot digital before. In that, it will be entirely live from start to finish. Mm. Entirely live. Uh, this one is called The End of Time. Ooh. So The End of Digital, The End of Time. Wow. And so Sharissa Tarosian and myself will be presenting this one. You will be able to interact with us at any point during that oh, I'm so presentation. Keen. You can send your questions through at, uh, at the end of the presentation. We've got a whole bunch of, uh, we've got a question and answer time that's going to come through. And it's going to be absolutely it's going to be amazing. It's going, it's going to be, be amazing. Yes. Now, we're going to deal with two parts. Uh-huh. The events of the end of time. Mm. That's the first section. So we're going to go through all of the events, all of the things that are going to happen. You know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, the next, this will, this, you know, the next thing after that, 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 we're going to work our way through. The events of this. Well, we're not going to cover everything because we've got 12 presentations and you can only cover so much. Mm. But we're going to cover the, the highlights. So these are going to be the big events that are going to happen at the end of time. Then we're going to have a second section which will cover all of the issues Mm. that we will face at the end of time. So what are the events? What are the issues? Those two parts. That's what's going to be coming up 14th of July. Make sure you don't miss it. I'm going to be in the chat giving Lyle a hard time. Yeah, sending us through all of the curly questions. Yeah, wow. (laughs) <laughs> thinking up stuff that he can stump us with and dude i love it like on all like the the ministry live stream pages and everything you know on facebook if you interact with a page enough they give you the top fan badge and it's yes. like a certain portion of the people who do this is a bunch that I'm, I'm top fan of and so i'm like at the end dot digital is my next target i'm going to be a top fan top of, fan of the end of the end digital so i can get the badge on my facebook page <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gonna be awesome Ah, that's amazing. All right, so let's get into our Bible study today. We're talking about rest still. We talked about all of the different words in the Hebrew language uh, for rest. We're now going to go to the New Testament, which, of course, was written in Greek. Yes. And look at some of these words in the Greek language, and I'm going to struggle to pronounce these ones more than I struggled to pronounce the Hebrew ones. Uh, The first one we're going to look at is Anapuapau. (laughs) Wow. That's how you would pronounce it if you were Polynesian. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, uh... uh... It simply means to rest, relax, and refresh. Mm. You know, it's amazing to see the proliferation of spas yeah, wow. that we have in our world today. Uh-huh. You know, how many spas were there in your area where you're listening from a hundred years ago? Okay, so we're transmitting from Newcastle. How many spas were there in Newcastle 100 years ago? I would say, like, at the most, one. Places where the coal miners of that era could go and have a massage and a hydrotherapy treatment (laughs) and their wives could, you know, maybe get cucumbers put on their eyes or something around. Yeah, get a pedicure. Uh, All that. Mm. How many of those existed in our area, Lawson, a hundred years ago? Like literally, like one, one if not zero. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How many exist within an hour's drive of where we are broadcasting from right now? Right now, oh, dude, literally, like hundreds. Yes, yes. Like they're all over the place. They are everywhere, and of course, because within an hour's drive, of course, you've got the Hunter Valley Wine Region that's full of spas. Everybody mm. comes up there and you know does their wine tasting to destroy their health and go and goes to the spa to restore their health. So poison and antidote happening there, but whatever. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, 
But you can kind of pretty much go anywhere and you're going to find, you know, even if you go through the outback, I'm driving through the middle of the outback up the Udenandata track and here they've got, you know, hot springs that are good for your health and go and sit in the hot spring, which is good for your health and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And it was a very tepid spring. It wasn't very hot. Well, considering the air temperature was like minus three and it was, and the water temperature was maybe 12. Oh, or maybe fifteen, maybe fifteen. That is like, come on, love. That's like hypothermia, right? Yeah, there. we got like, in the. You know, you get in and it's like, okay, it's warmer in here, and then you try and convince yourself it's hot spring, and then eventually it's like, okay, it's just not. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. That was the one that we went and, and uh, that was the one that we that was the one we paid for because they promoted it really well. Yeah, sure, and then. The next day or the day after, we found another one that was free. It was just basically a big mud puddle. <laughs> and you could sit there in the mud and with stuff, you know, floaties on top of it, sit there in the hot spring and relax. And that one was actually deliciously warm. Usually hot springs are like 40 degrees. I'm like 12 degrees. That's Yeah, well, the one that was the mud puddle, you could, you could walk upstream from it uh-huh. until you got to the point where you just couldn't walk any further because it would start taking the skin off your feet. It was so hot. Oh, that's intense. But then you just walk down until you get the right temperature. Ah, okay. So you, you, it was, um, you, could, you could kind of choose your I'm gonna temperature. I'm going to be honest, it sounds kind of gross. It was, it was thoroughly gross. It was so gross. And it smelled terrible. Well, you know, there was cows. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yes. Why, why, why are we talking? Okay. All righty. All righty. But the water was amazing temperature. We just didn't put our head under the water. Good. <laughs> you would come back up with a third appendage. Uh, no, all good, all good. All right. So, but my point is that even in the middle of the outback, in the most remote places in the, in, in Australia today, you can find. Mm. Well, I'm not quite sure whether you count that as a spa or not. But you know, you got a we got a mud treatment. Yeah, oh, no. a mud pack treatment. Oh, no, yuck! Stop. All right. Ah, uh, where are we heading to? Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Oh, classic. Let's go. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. The Bible says this, Come to me, all you, oh, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. This is interesting because, you know, the concept of a spa mm. and a place to go and have a rest and relaxation is not new. Mm. You know, in the time of Jesus, the local... Uh, place for rest and relaxation and going for a spa it was Jericho. Yes. You know, because they had that nice climate, it was always warm, it was even temperature, and that was kind of where people would go for that kind of scene. Mm. The Romans were famous for building their, you know, massive heated baths and so forth. And so it's not entirely new. It, it People have understood for a very long time the need to relax from time to time. And here Jesus comes and says, you know, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. And this is this word here, uh, anapauo. Yes. That one. That one. (laughs) That's that's the word that he's using there, which means to to rest, relax, and to refresh. Mm. This is why God gave us the Sabbath. The Sabbath is like a spar in time. It's Mm. what it is. It's a spar in time. Uh, while we're in Matthew, flick over to chapter 26 and verse 45. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 45. Let's find it right here. The Bible says this. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed in the, into the hands of sinners. Okay, so in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, the Bible is talking there about Spiritual rest, Mm. rest from sin, rest from salvation by works, rest from guilt. Mm. Here the Bible uses exactly the same word in reference to physical rest. The Mm. disciples were exhausted, they were sleeping on the ground, and Jesus was in need of their help and they weren't providing it, but eventually he's like, okay, just go ahead and rest. Mm. Have some sleep. And so we all know how much we value our physical rest. We all know how much we value our pillow and our bed. Mm. Kind of like they are our good friends. <laughs> and uh, Jesus says that 
the spiritual rest that he offers to us is going to give us that same kind of relief. Mm. We all know how much, how nice it is when you get to go to a spa and have that massage therapy. And Jesus says, I want to give you a spa for your life, Mm. for your spirit. I want to give you that kind of rest. I want to give you that freedom from guilt. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 18. We will look at another use of exactly the same word right here. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 18. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16, 18, They have been a wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. Okay, and reading it from a different translation, it says, For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. Mm. A few less words there. Mm-hmm. But the word refreshed here is that same word that Jesus says, that Jesus uses when he says, Come to me, all you, all you who labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Is not just rest. Rest from sin, rest from guilt, rest from shame, rest from salvation by works. It is also refreshing. Mm. I will give you rest and I will refresh you. In other words, I won't just forgive you of your sins. I will come into your life and I will change your life and make you into a better person as well. That's what it's all about. All right, so let's look at another word. Um, This one, one is even harder to pronounce, but it starts with the letter H. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Okay, so the le- the word starting with the letter H. And let's go to Luke chapter 23 and verse 56. Luke 23 and verse 56. As I get it here in front of me, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the uh, third of the New Testament books. Luke 23 and verse 56. The Bible says this. Then they went, to the, uh, then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, and so they rested as required by the law. Okay, so this is this other kind of rest that the Bible speaks about, and it's in reference this time to the Sabbath. Mm. And so here you have uh, the women who were preparing to embalm the body of Jesus. The Bible says that they rested according to the law. In other words, they rested according to the Sabbath. Mm. Okay, now I want you to I want you to consider that. As we read our next passage, which is from First Thessalonians chapter four and verse eleven, so this is resting according to the Sabbath, mm. and yeah, First Thessalonians chapter four and verse eleven. This is going to be insightful for you. First Thessalonians four eleven, the Bible says, "Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before." Okay, so here that word for resting according to the Sabbath is found in the context of leading a quiet life. Mm. In other words, if you put those two thoughts together, you have this day once a week, which is the Sabbath, which is a time, an opportunity for quietness. Mm. Uh, Continuing on from there, if we go to Acts chapter 11 and verse 18. Acts chapter 11 and verse 18. Acts 11, verse 18, the Bible says, When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We can see that God has given has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Where do you think the word rest is in that passage? Mm. Repenting? Nope. Uh, ooh. It's where they stopped objecting. Ooh, Yes. They rested from arguing yes, and objecting. Okay, that's where it comes in in that, which is very interesting because, once again, it brings in that sense of peace. It's like, okay, we, we have peace right now because our questions have been answered. Uh, we can relax. We have been having this debate, but now we can stop because we have uh, solved this problem. We don't you know, need to continue with it anymore. And that, you know, God has granted us repentance that leads to life. And so we can rest. Mm. So we find here this one is also connected with the Sabbath, but it's it indicates quietness. And the Sabbath is a time when we can have quietness. 
Okay, uh, let's go to Hebrews 4 and verse 4. And this is the Greek word starting with K. So we yes. had the one starting with we had the one starting with uh, H. Uh, we had the one starting with H. Before that, we had the one starting with where is it gone? P or A or yeah, it's it's oh uh, it's 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 escaped me right now. But this is the one starting with K. Mm-hmm. Hebrews four verse four. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter four and verse four, we know it is already because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Okay. This one, starting with K, obviously a reference to the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. um, simply means to cause to cease, Mm. to bring to rest and to rest. This is Karen Jager, come unto me. Come unto me Listening to Karen Jaeger there. Apparently. Yes, yes, Even yes, sir. Jaeger, it's Jaeger. Jaeger. With <laughs> "Come Unto Me" is the breakfast show, and uh, Lawson is hoping he's correct. He probably is. I'm. I'm. I have I'm one hundred percent correct. Yes, whatever. Like, let's not even have this argument. All right, let's, <laughs> let's read through some verses that we've been given. Yes, what book of the Bible is are yes. these verses coming from? Mm, okay, so we started with. Uh, be glad, barren woman who never bore a child. Uh, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Uh, then the next one was, for behold, certain men came from James. He used, so, for behold, certain men came from James. He used to eat with the, I think that's wrong. It's for when certain men came from James, he used to eat with the, uh, okay, anyways, uh, that verse. If I, re- if I rebuild what I destroy, then I really would be a lawbreaker. And our next verse here, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Okay. Where does this verse come from? Which Mm -hmm. book of the Bible? We have some people for bragging rights, but apparently the prize is still available. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, The prize has not been claimed yet. Okay. 
which is, by the way, Journey Through the Bible 2 from Psalms to Malachi by Ken Wade. So if you want this book, give us a call 0491-064-669. Take a guess and try and win the prize. All right, let's get back to our Bible study. We're talking about rest. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. It's kind of one of those central verses for this particular oh, classic uh, passage. Uh, for this particular Bible study. And we're going to look at what Jesus has to say here along with some context. So let's just start with, uh, well, let's start with verse 32. Um, Mark chapter 2, did you say? 6. Mark chapter 6. Okay, Mark chapter 6 and verse 32, the Bible says this. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. Okay, so they've gone sailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you enjoy sailing? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, is sailing relaxing? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of depends. Mm. Sailing can be incredibly relaxing. It can be incredibly exciting as well. Dude, yeah. I kind of get the impression from this passage that it was not a relaxing stormy sail. day. Oh, No, I'm, I'm, I get the impression that this is a, a relaxing sail. This is a Cook's Cruise right here. Mm. Cook's not going to have to worry about his passengers throwing up on this one. Ah, okay. Yeah, because they're going to, they left in the boat, they're sailing away to find a quiet place. Mm. Why is it that Jesus has told them to do that? Um, They've got lots of mission opportunities. So what we're going to look at is the larger context that we find in Mark chapter 6. And so this is your homework for the rest of the day, at some point today, go and read Mark chapter 6 and look at the whole context. We're just going to look at a couple of highlights as we work our way through here this morning. And the first one that we're going to look at is verse 7. Mm-hmm. So let's see what's happening if we go back to verse 7 of Mark chapter 6. Why is it that Jesus is taking his disciples on a break? Verse 7, seven reads, And he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. Okay, so what's happening here in verse 7? So he sends them out to do to do ministry. In their first missionary journey. Yeah, and part of that is, you know, taking demons head on, apparently. And what was it like for you the first time that you went out going door knocking and doing missionary activity? Oh, it was... Pretty freaky. I don't know. I, I I wasn't incredibly phased by it. Like the it was a pretty low stakes context compared to what they faced. It wasn't like okay, go out with no shoes and no bag and no this and no that. And but no de- food. No food. Like just go and ask someone if they'll feed you. But at the same time, like for me anyway, it was it was there was there was an element of it that I was pretty. I'm I don't know. I'm a pretty self confident, self assured person in that sense. But um, like I was just like, oh well, I'm gonna go out and send it. But at the same time, there's definitely like racking up the nerves. Like particularly, you end up on someone's door and you've forgotten what you were about to say, and you kind of have an awkward conversation with them, and it's just a bit yikes, you know. And so the first time you did this, I'm thinking probably would have been at a rise. Yeah, I was 18. So you're 18, you're at a rise, you're going out doing some door knocking, you're doing some missionary work, you're doing uh, classes all day. Uh, I imagine that, you know, that was a pretty full-on Oh, man. Like, you put the whole context was together. so, like, I, I think particularly, so during our rise, there was like a cyclone hurricane that happened in our area and we did flood relief. Uh, we went yeah, the whole to, place got flooded. The whole place got flooded, including the church. Um, luckily, the church itself, the building wasn't flooded, but the whole car park, like you couldn't enter the car park unless you had like a lifted four-wheel drive. Like it was really, really flooded out. But we went out and did flood relief and helped people, you know, uh, move their you know, their things out of their house and whatnot that had gotten flooded. And uh, whilst we were doing that, then we had classes. And so we decided to reschedule our classes so that uh, we were doing the classes like at night time. And there was a number of classes. We've gone out all day. We're doing flood relief. And we come back and we're sitting to listening to Ty Gibson, David Ashwick or whatever, talk about like very deep theological things. And I am just falling asleep in my chair. Like, I'm like trying Wrecked. so hard to listen. And then, you know, you start like losing the battle. You know, your eyes start yes. closing. You're like opening them again. And I got to the point where literally like David is like in my row of, of seats. And he's talking and looking at me and I'm looking at him. And then he looked away to write something on the board. 
and I've fallen asleep and I wake up to him tapping me on the shoulder. <laughs> and I felt yes. so bad. And he's like, Lawson, yes. stay with us. Lawson, stay with us. Like yes. clicking in my face. I'm like, oh, come on, David. We've been out all day. It's like 8 p.m. And I've been shoveling mud. Like, give me a break. Anyways, good times. Uh, great times. Okay, let's uh, continue on. So that's where this starts. Yeah, wow. Okay, so they've gone out. They're doing their missionary work. Uh, they come back. Mm. Now, you remember what it's the first time when you finish doing missionary work, you come back from doing missionary work. It's, it, it's great. You're all swapping stories and sharing. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Let's read it in verse 30. Uh, then we come to verse 30 where the Bible says, as I find it on the page, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Okay, so they're full of all of their stories. You've yeah. been there, you've done this, I've been there, I've done this. Yeah. And it's super exciting. And so they've been out, they've been doing missionary work, and your experience and their experience very different, mm. but in some ways similar because you're both working hard. Yeah. Um, you are probably had a little bit more security in yours than what they did, but nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. both working hard. Mm. And so they come back and they're full of excitement, they're full of stories, they're full of, full of adrenaline. Everybody's, mm. you know, like, oh, this happened and that happened and what happened to you? All of that kind of thing is taking place. And then we come to verse 31. Mm. So now the- we're getting our context for verse 32. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And now we read verse 32. Uh, verse 32, the Bible says, so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. Okay, so they are busy. There is a mm. mountain of ministry opportunities, but there, of course, is the danger of burnout. And Jesus recognizes yes. this. You know, when you were to rise, you couldn't live that 24-7 for the rest of your life. No way. Like that three it was months. A, it was, was a three-month intensive. Yeah. And it worked because there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And you know that it was going to be three months. And you're like, yeah, I can do this for three months. It's going to be amazing for three months. Mm. And at the end, I'm going to take a very deep breath. Yep. And uh, I, I tend to think that that's exactly, you know, what you would have done. I know I've certainly I've done the same kind of uh, course. I did mine in America with Amazing Facts. And it's intense. It is hard work. You are just go, 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 go. But at the end of it, it's just a huge blessing. You can take that huge breath and it's like relax and it's like, wow. I think like, you know, just working in ministry, like, you know, if particularly in, in periods of my life where I was doing full-time ministry, when you come to like mid-year or Christmas break where you can take some time off and it is oh, just like. Yeah, that, that, that light at the end of the tunnel mm. is an important is an important thing to have. Okay, so we need to bear this in mind, particularly in our local churches where people are in danger of burning out. Let's not make, mm. make sure we don't burn out and support those who are in danger of it. This is Lady Love Smith. Oh uh-huh. 
Hey there, compadres. This is Robbie Morgan. And if you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then join me each week on Thursday afternoons for Real Faith. We'll be digging deep into the scriptures and having some fun with our weekly interactive discussions. I'd love you to be there, so make sure to tune in. Check Faith FM program for showtimes, 3.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. The world seems to have lost its mind and it doesn't seem like things are going to improve anytime soon. Everywhere you turn, people are selling fear and one crisis after another seems to threaten us with destruction. Some are looking to mediums for help, others to mental health professionals and others self-medicate on drugs and alcohol. But all that people do to find help and sanity only makes things worse. What people need is truth. Because truth is what sets us free. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from fear, addiction, depression, anxiety, and deception. The End of Time is a powerful series of presentations from the Bible that will share the undiminished truth of God's Word and people will be set free. Please join us Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. That is Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. For more information, go to the N.Digital website, Facebook page, or YouTube channel. It is finished, it is finished, tear, tear and sty. The beauty of a double meaning phrase He sees from his labor and so if I Now resting only in his grace It is finished, it is finished Tetelestai the son of man succeeding where I failed The wrath of God now satisfied In Jesus my Emmanuel It is done
Listening to Ginny Needham there with It Is Finished. This is the breakfast show. We're about to go to questions of the day before we do. We've got another clue for our quiz because the prize is still available. What book of the Bible do these passages come from? Lawson, give us some clues. All right, so we're going to read a couple of these passages that have been shared from this point. Uh, okay, so one that we've read so far. If I rebuild what I destroy, then I. Uh, really would be a lawbreaker. The next one was, and let us not be weary in doing, in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The next clue, and this is the new one, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I shall be I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. If you know where this quote is from, if you know which book of the Bible this quote is from, give us a call 0491-064-669. You can call or text that number and win the book, Journey Through the Bible 2, from Psalms to Malachi by Ken Wade. All right, Lyle. Yes. Question of the day. Okay, let's, let's go for it. Question of the day. Okay, today's question of the day is, uh, how did Judas die? Okay, so this is one that there is, you know, some people point to this one and say, well, you know, the Bible contradicts itself on this one. Uh, in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 5 to 8, you've got the whole story. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. And the chief priests picked up the coins and said, it is against the Lord to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood or Akeldema to this day. Now, the Bible says in Luke that, that Judas fell into a field and that his body ruptured. Okay, so which one of these is true? Did he go and hang himself or did he fall into a field and his body ruptured? If we go to Acts, uh, we can read about it here in Acts. The Bible says, you know, for he, Judas, was numbered with us and obtained uh, part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst in the middle, and all of his bowels gushed out. So you've kind of got two different pictures here. Neither of them are very pretty, but one of them is of you know somebody who goes out and commits suicide by hanging himself. The other one more sounds like he's jumped off a cliff, landed in a field, and his body has burst open as a result of that. Yeah, well... And so the question is, well, well, which one is true? Is the Bible contradicting itself right here? No, the Bible is not contradicting itself. The Bible is giving you additional detail. Neither of these two accounts contradict each other. And so when we look at the first account, the first account says that he went and hanged himself. And mm. that's a you know, that's a plausible reaction considering what he realized he had just done and how he had caused the death of Jesus Christ. So he goes out and hangs himself. Now does that do away with the concept of falling into a field and uh, his body breaking apart? Not at all. Uh, when a person hangs himself, there are a couple of scenarios here. One is that the fastest death is that the hanging breaks your neck rather than strangling you. The problem with that is if you make the rope a little bit too long, you fall too far and that makes your body come apart. 
And then you hit the ground hard and your body could further dismember itself and fulfill what the Bible says right here. The second thing is if you make that rope a little bit too short, then you're going to die of strangulation. And Mm. if you stay there and nobody cuts you down, then your body is naturally going to fall apart until it falls out of the tree, particularly if it has broken your neck and killed you, but you know, but it hasn't. Your your body hasn't broken apart. In a couple of days' time, it's going to fall apart. By which time, your body is going to be in a much softer condition, and the result is going to be a whole lot grosser when your body hits the ground. And so, what you've got here is that both of these stories are true. Some people ask the question, "Well, how did he buy this field?" Well, it wasn't so much that Judas bought it; it was Judas's money that bought it, and that's why they say. He bought it because the priests took his money. And traditionally, of course, this was in the Valley of Hinnom or Gehenna uh, because that place has the best clay for making pottery and was a place that Jesus used to describe hellfire at the end of time. So it would be kind of appropriate. Anyway, that's the story. This is the Wells family with By the Mark. By the mark where the nails have been By the sign upon his precious skin I will know my Savior when I come to him By the mark where the nails have been Been. 
You're listening to the Wells Family with By The Mark here on The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of the show, which we always do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Time is linear and progressive as we experience it. It happens. However, the good news is that after this show, of course, Tazzy Encounters will be yes. here to take us away. So stay tuned. Do not miss out on what the uh, good Tasmanians have got to share with you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, don't forget that on 14th of July we have the N.Digital, the time, the end of time coming up. So mm. keep that one in your Keep that one in your diary. Keep thinking about that one. But right now, we're going to give something away entirely for free. Lawson, what do we got? All right. So we have a book, an epic, amazing book called Illuminating Shadow Figures in Scripture by Chantel and Gerald Klingbeil. Uh, now, this book is all about those people in the Bible who maybe remain in the background, don't have necessarily a lot spoken about them, but did amazing things um, that could you know, be perceived as you know, maybe just the, the tiniest little ripple, the tiniest little thing. Uh, but then it ended up, because of their decisions, amazing things happen, which I think represents a lot of people today. It does, indeed. A lot of people today, you know, they feel like, oh, you know, I have a meek and meager lot in the kingdom of God and his work. But honestly, like, people do things that have such amazing effects and don't even know it. You know, like the, uh, yeah. Anyways, that is the book. You can win it. 0491-064-669 is the number to call, and you'll get it completely for free. Okay, so be the first caller through, and, of course, remember to save that number in your phone. Here it comes one more time, 0491-064-669. And, of course, remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. <laughs>